Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk About the Apocalypse, Chapter 3. Mm. Week day 15 in the Big Brother Hoose. Getting that way. But anyway, how's the apocalypse treating you, my friend? Well, I'm currently drinking a reduced sugar Yazoo for kids. So <laughs> that's where. Obviously, I don't live with you. Uh, we've never lived together. So I don't know if this yeah. is a choice or, or if this is necessity. Oh, I see. Um, well, when we went shopping for groceries in the uh, Soviet block nature of Tesco's now. <laughs> I, you do kind of get a feel of what it's now like behind the Iron Curtain, don't you? Uh, well, I was saying to a, a colleague uh, earlier this week, it's amazing what becomes normal so quickly. Yes, totally. If you, if, three weeks ago, if you'd have said you're going to queue for Tesco's for 40 minutes, uh, you'd have gone, no. <laughs> like, um, no, why, why, would, why, would I, why would I hang around for that? Uh, it has become completely uh, standard to just stand in line two metres apart from people, go around doing shopping, which is actually very easy, regardless of how much or how little's in your supermarket. Uh, and then uh, jolly off home. So, you know, we are but kind of living, it, we're living in the early days of 28 days later, I think. I think we are, but isn't it interesting, right? So the thing, the thing that I'm finding most interesting and, and genuinely finding most interesting is how much nicer the world is at the moment. Yes. People are people are, to you and... Yeah, on the whole, I mean, that's probably partly down to the fact that so many people, you know, not as many people are out. Also you'll tend to find that the people who bump into you and are generally horrible are probably the more gullible, easily controlled dicks, really. Yes. So so most people are staying at home, which is fine, obviously, uh, and obeying, which is absolutely fine too. And, and look, I've come around more and more to going, yeah, this is probably the socially responsible way to behave, given everything. Yes. Um, but so, so, so there is that. But we've noticed it in like cues and things. People are generally more amiable like generally some people some people are more um cowardly and uh foolish uh the number of people we've seen primarily women who seem to think that if they're going to wear a mask i mean look your opinions on masks aside because i think there are pluses and minuses now uh at first i thought we're all sort of stupid but if you you might they might be ill and if they're prevent if you're using a mask to prevent spreading germs from other people fine if you're using a mask thinking it's going to help you but if if you're wearing a mask thinking it's going to protect you from other people that's foolish so because it can get in through well because it can get in through your skin it can get in through your eye it can get in it can get in someone cough on your coat and you take your coat off and you touch your face done do you know what i mean like wearing a mask will not prevent you being infected it's people wearing a mask and then picking up five different milks on the shelf because they want to get the correct milk with the later right. sell by date. Yes, exactly. Uh, and also people wearing masks who just pick up, like lift them off and just have a phone conversation. <laughs> just like, or smoke it, smoking. Brilliant. Well, people so the other day I was, I was like, I, I realised that I'd like, I'd gone into a supermarket, right? <laughs> and as I got back into the car, I took my phone out of my pocket, t- turned off my AirPods. Mm-hmm. Then I used anti-back on my hands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, surely I've now just infected my AirPods and my phone, which yeah. the moment I finish using anti-back, I'm going to then touch again. Yes, of course. In fact, everything you touch, your jacket, yeah. your trousers, your belt, button, your, wall- your wallet, oh. your credit cards, everything. It's oh. completely preposterous. But, it's, but, it's nuts, isn't it? but 
disinfecting your shopping trolley handle, I get completely. Yeah. Get it. But totally. but what I was getting what I was getting to was um, we've seen an increasing number of people, mostly women for whatever reason, who if they're not wearing masks, they're they think they're protecting themselves by sort of pulling up their coat collar, like their coat, you know, the top of their zip, I've seen like a lot up, of that. up to their mouth. That's just hilarious. Well, everyone's looking a little bit kind of. It's it's like some kind of weird like seventies David Bowie music video at the moment. Walking around town. Very strange. Very strange. But you're right. There are a lot more amiable people. Everyone smiles yeah. at you and they say hello. On the whole, and, you know, on the whole and it's, on the whole, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm not hating the apocalypse. That said, I'm a week in. There will be a point at some point when I will start going mad. Um, yes. But we have Disney Plus, and we will be talking that about that in great length today. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Bill drops the topic of the day. So, um, my friend, how? Uh, so, so let's do let's do what we usually do, right? And let's go through the films we've yes. watched recently, most recently, <laughs> not most recently. I I'll start only because we're gonna no doubt dip into um, martial arts, mm-hmm. um, and that will spin off into a whole conversation. So, um, needless to say, I've had a bit of a Disney fest this week. <laughs> Why would that be? I don't know. So one of the films wasn't on on Disney Plus, but um, so the most 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 recent film I actually watched was Onward, the new Disney Pixar animation. Oh, I really want to see that. It's chill. It's really good, right? It's not peak Pixar, um, no. but it's nice to see Pixar playing in a new playground for change rather than going back to their old playgrounds. Mm. Um, the voice acting is fantastic. It's just it's a very sweet, very fun film. It maybe lacks a little bit of depth and originality mm. and it's a touch predictable but do you know what i i really enjoyed it we watched it as a family yesterday afternoon it's a perfect afternoon film so when you when you get to see onward do the older film that i've watched which we watched the night before um is because disney plus ofs uh thor the original thor oh we were looking at doing that funnily enough weirdly um, we were We'd watched Avengers Assemble a couple of nights. So, so to, to qualify this, I've had struggles getting my daughter into Aven- into Marvel, right? Mm. We tried, I tried Spider-Man Homecoming and she didn't like it. Ah. Which is a, a shocker for me. That is um, genuinely a bit surprising. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, she gets a little, maybe when she gets a little bit older, possibly, like the themes for teen romance. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah. maybe. I think maybe. I might actually go back to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yes, that's a good idea. I'm thinking that might be a better one. Um, but for her, but so so, but she's watched Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, and she's watched Captain Marvel. Excellent. So she liked Guardians of the Galaxy. She liked Captain Marvel. She liked Wonder Woman. So I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So we watched the Avengers, and she really enjoyed the Avengers. Happy days. Yeah. Obviously, I had to explain everything because um, it's a weird place to start, right? It's like starting yeah. at the second chapter of a book. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I thought. Let's go back to the beginning and let's watch a origin movie. Now, I always remember watching Thor and going and having just having a memory of it being OK. It was it was OK. Yes. It was fine. I remember liking it's it. It's actually really bloody good. Yeah, I, I remember liking it. Like overall. It's really good. It's a great introduction to the character. Mm. Um, and you forget how it's actually quite funny. Yes. As the Thor films tended to be. Even the Dark World had humour in. Oh, absolutely. Like 
Thor hanging up his hammer, hammer and things like that. That's you know, my favourite like, moment. My favourite moment is him looking at the coat hooks. It's so funny. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> so, so I was pleasantly surprised at how not only how fun it is, but also how kind of well it's held up. Um, and I totally forgot that it had a cameo from um, Hawkeye in it. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, he's on the tower, isn't he, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a thumbs up for Thor. So the next one I'm going to try and revisit is Captain America, because that was another one I, I, I kind of was... I love that film not... so much. Everyone says this, and I just think I might need to rewatch it. I think, I well, it's so similar, and obviously it's the same director. It's so similar to Rocketeer in spirit yes. and everything, and as an adventure. I know I, lo- I love the first Captain America. And, and look, Winter Soldier came along and kind of became one of the best Marvel films of all time. And it is so completely different, and it's so completely different from the first Captain America. You know, they're not the same animal at all. But no, I, I actually adore the first film, in, in, for its own reasons. Like, uh, calling one better than the other is a bit difficult for me. Winter Soldier probably is the better film, probably, because of how, you know, how it takes the, the universe in that direction. But as an original film, as like a, you know, as a, like you say, the introduction film, it's absolutely superb. <laughs> I've watched it on planes so many times. Like yeah, so I will. I, I think I'll, I, that will be our next Marvel film. Um, but yes, so so Thor was a, a thumbs up. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that. So so obviously Disney Plus is is becoming a feature. So what have you most recently watched, <clears throat> Mister Boyas? So ma- martial arts we got to last Saturday. Yes, I'm just actually looking at that right now. It would have been so the twenty first. So yeah, did I tell so, so did I tell you <clears throat> so did I tell you I probably told you Maximum Risk, which I think is uh, Van Damme's best film. That was on the twentieth. Uh, yes. twenty-first. So on the twenty-first it was Remo Williams The Adventure Begins or Remo Unarmed and Dangerous. Unarmed and Dangerous, yep, that's where we got to. <laughs> oh, okay, brilliant. Okay, good. So on the twenty-second, we watched Enter the Dragon, the uh, fairly uh, classic, the classic one of the films that's yeah, one of the films that basically started it all. <clears throat> Excuse me. So on uh, the 24th, we watched No Retreat, No Surrender 3, Blood Brothers, um, so, which, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love this. I love this film. The fights are amazing. I can't imagine Jenny is, was uh, massively on board for that one. Jenny was not. Jenny voiced her uh, her, her displeasure on Facebook. Quite far in an early relationship, Ross. <laughs> it, it's possible. Yeah, it was definitely a testing moment. What was particularly funny was that Lauren Averton, the star of the film, chips in, which was quite entertaining. That was uh, one of that genuinely is one of my favourite moments. So, so for people that don't know, Ross's girlfriend tweeted something along the lines of, "It's a bit shit, but Lauren Averton's really good in it." And Lauren yes, Avenue basically tweeted back to say, well, you know, you have to make your money somehow. <laughs> I was just like, it was really, wow. It was really, really, really funny. Uh, I still Ab- love the film anyway. Yeah. Lauren Avenue yeah. is such a lovely film. Yeah, she's one of the nicest guys ever. Super talented. All the interactions um, I've ever had with him have been so pleasant. He's such, such a lovely chap. I interviewed him once and he was just gorgeous. He's just yeah. one of those people you just go, you're lovely. You're just a top bloke. Yes, very, and a very uh, a real family man as well on, on top of all of it. Yeah. Uh, and it is, Never it's a really the career he deserved, I would say. I agree. I agree. It's, it's a shame. But yeah, very, very, uh, yeah, very amiable and also very charming. And, and also the, f- the film itself, the fights are still ex- excellent. It is a very silly movie. Bullshit, I mean, it's, it is, it's arguably, and I hate saying this, it's arguably the worst No Retreat, No Surrender, but it's the first one I watched. 
I actually watched the retreat notes in the three first time when it was on VHS back in the uh, very early nineties. Yeah, um, you know you, you might be right. Actually, that 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 may well see. I'm looking at my VHS collection, and I have a Boyas donated copy of the original <laughs> No Retreat, No Surrender. Amazing, because it, yeah. essentially there was a trailer, but was on all of the other entertainment and video films. Yeah. You know, and it had this whole. The first was for honor. The second was for blood. Anyway, um, and it was like it basically because for people who don't know, the No Retreat, No Surrender films are not connected in any way. They're not like a, they're any a franchise. Way. Yeah, the story, except for the cast, some of them like from um, uh, the same people are in sort of two and three, and also uh, then going into King of the Kickboxers, which is arguably No Retreat, No Surrender four. Um, uh, with Lauren in all three of those. Um, but I, if the trailer really inspired me, I thought it was fantastic. And and yeah, and I think one of the most interesting things was I went into the third film without needing any knowledge of the previous films, which obviously at the time I didn't know. Um, and it, look, it, it, it is flawed. It would be a, a mild <laughs> understatement. But I do think it is funny for those. Like, I think it's entertaining all the way through. I, it's it's fun, right? Oh, and loads, if loads. every film was as fun as that, then we'd be in a much better place. Cool, so no retreat, no surrender three. Yes. The straw that almost broke the camel's back. <laughs> it, was, it was a tense hour and a half. It was quite funny. It was quite funny. Uh, on the 25th, we watched Romeo Must Die, which we both liked. In fact, I liked Romeo Must Die a lot more this time. I've seen it about probably three or four times. Interesting. Um, it's not a film I've ever had much love for, if I'm honest. I think Ali is fantastic. Like, like there's a lot of charm in it. Um, there yeah. is something weird about the fact that she's like 19 and, and Jenny must have been like 40 or something. That's a bit strange. Uh, yeah. But other than that, yeah. But it's but there's a lot to enjoy. Like it's the hip hop oh, kung God. fu. It was it was, remember it was sort of the first of that like trilogy of hip hip hop kung fu films that Joel Silver did. Uh, yeah. Brothers, and do you know what? Bitch. Like, like I yeah. I mean, I've, I can't remember back and it, it's I don't. I, there was nothing negative about it. I just never. I've never rushed to watch it again. I, I will say that the first time, even the first couple of times, I was just like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine. But the, the soundtrack is awesome. And I'm not even particularly yeah. into that style of music, but I, the soundtrack is terrific and really oh. does. This time around, really, I really felt the soundtrack like pushing the film along, if that makes sense. So we, like, we, we have massive arguments back when we were making, I think it was probably Left for Dead, mm. about like that, putting that kind of music oh, into yeah. a yeah. a action film. And we, yeah. we ended up kind of compromising. Um, yeah. And I, I think end, end up the songs that we did use of that style actually worked quite well. But yeah. we we had two very diametrically opposed views on music for that film. It was quite interesting. It's true. And we ended true. up basically just ripping off 28 Days Later in the finale, which we both agreed on. Oh, I thought Pinder Denoy, our, our composer, was amazing. Did an incredible job. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because his brief was basically make the end a bit like the martial arts version of 28 Days Later. Yeah, and essentially. he delivered the martial arts version of 28 Days yeah, Later. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, so day 26, uh, one of my favourite Chuck Norris movies, An Eye for an Eye, which I don't know if you've seen. Oh, okay. 1981. It's one of the few films where he doesn't have a moustache and that is genuinely disconcerting. It looks, oh, it looks like... Every time you see him, you kind of go, "Where's his moustache gone?" Like, like kind of, it's quite strange. Who is that? Oh, it's Chuck Norris. Like, but it's a you, really terrific uh, film. Really great. You picked the wrong eighties Chuck Norris film, though. Uh, well, there's plenty of eighties Chuck Norris. Films. Uh, Invasion USA, all the way. That is amazing. I'm trying to decide whether Jenny will stomach it because it's quite. I mean, it's a very violent film, Invasion USA. Oh, I think it's really good. Oh my god. Yeah. The stuff oh my god. Billy Drago. That, that guy kills the woman with the um. The, the 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 metal cocaine straw thing, it's horrible. Yeah. Like there's some horrible yeah, 
it's, it's a good film, properly though. violent film. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really one of those films that it kind of gets locked into that kind of, oh, it's a, a crappy 80s director video. Actually, it's mm. no, no, actually, Invasion USA is, for anyone that kind of liked Red Dawn, Invasion USA was the better version that's of exactly, that. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's an almost like, it's almost like a, the, the, the spiritual successor. And, and, and it's an incredible, I mean, it is John Milius level right wing fantasy mad. I mean, it's mad, <laughs> but it's also super enjoyable. Like it's <laughs> crazy enjoyable. Just, basic plot russia invades america oh i've just missed one i missed one that was day 27 day 26 was an absolute high point which we we watched best of the best oh lovely which is aptly titled it's best of the best of the film when i first watched it (laughs) when i first watched it again back in that era of yeah entertainment video god where did that all go um it, it was like it's a really good drama and no one in it can do martial arts except Philip Ree, Simon, like like Simon Ree, James, Lee, like the, the Korean team are all real. Um, but most of the American team, not. I mean, I know Chris Penn was a real kickboxer because he trained with Don the Dragon Wilson and everything. But like no one else looked like they could do martial arts. Like, and that was no. kind of a thing for me. Like I was a bit like a bit like Karate Kid where I was like, I don't like Karate Kid. It doesn't look like he can do anything. So it just kind of, I know that's a kind of challenge. <laughs> and they action. still can't all these years later. Well, there's, well, there's that. But 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 best of best has grown to be just such an extraordinarily powerful and the more i whenever i post about it or whatever you see people like it's it's really moving i still cry at the end like i properly cry at the end the soundtrack is still fantastic the cast are terrific i think that's the thing i didn't appreciate at the time like james l jones eric roberts is fantastic i don't care what eric roberts is fantastic in it chris penn philip Reed, like all of them there's something really powerful about it as a drama yeah. Do you know what? Um, I, 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 I'm with you on that. Best of the Best is a fucking great film. And the fights, the final fight between Simon Rhee and Philip, like Philip Rhee and Simon Rhee is superb. Like it's it's dynamic. Um, okay, so that was, so then, then, then an eye for an eye. So yesterday, cool, we were nearly there. Uh, yesterday we watched a film that, to be honest, again, when it first came out, I was not terribly impressed <laughs> by. And I've probably seen it mm, once or twice since. And again, it never really sticks in my head. And we watched it last night. Oh, yesterday afternoon, and and again, Jenny seemed to like it quite a bit as well. And I, uh, she's she's a bit of a Van Damme fan, and I really enjoyed it. Like uh, the quest, which uh, I oh know, okay, I always used to think of it as being. I know he directed it or directed it. Probably that's the one he directed, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or probably directed it with the help of Peter McDonald, most likely because he's in he's credited as well. But but and Roger Moore's good in it. Like every James Remar, like. But here's the funny thing: I recall. One of the things I remembered most about the film was I remember how he seemed Van Damme very generously seemed to make everybody look good. Like the fights, you know, like, like you can imagine sometimes people being kind of go, well, I need to look the best, you know, in all the fights and all of that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he really did seem to dedicate time to making everyone look pretty damn terrific, actually. Um, and and but the thing I'd remembered was that the final fight with him just seemed to be quite unsatisfying. Like maybe they'd run out of time. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. It seemed quite repetitive to me. This is from years ago. This is obviously like 20 years ago or something. And watching it last night, I was like, why did I think that? It's really good. Like, like overall, it's really good. Like it's not perfect. It's definitely flawed, but it looks beautiful. And it's it, just to let everyone know, this is a recent re-release on Blu-ray by uh, 101 Films in the UK. Okay, lots of deep, cool. lots of extras, you know, which is really good fun. It looks beautiful, like it's shot beautifully. Yeah, it's set in Thailand and all that stuff. And it's just, it's really, really worth watching. Like really, I, I, 
again, maybe it's because I've grown older, maybe I, because I appreciate other aspects of filmmaking more, maybe, maybe. Um, I found it way, way better than I remembered it. Like, way better. Nice. And uh, that's where we it's are. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, I, I remember, yeah, I've got a vague memory of seeing that film when it came out and, and going, yeah, it's okay. Um, but it's definitely one I'd like to watch. So, any anything else? Is it, what's the most recent film you've seen, or was it one of the so? Well, well, that's a very good point. The most recently, because of everything that's been going down, the most recently released film that I've actually watched was on Disney Plus, uh, and it was. I mean, unless I'm getting anything out of order here, because uh, I might be. So I'm just quickly flipping what I've watched recently. Uh, the most recently, re- yes, no, the most recently released film that I've watched is the remake of Lady of a Tramp. And what was that like? I okay, so here's here's the thing. I I was I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's really simple. Like it is it is this kind of like I don't know if you know, but it's kind of this mashup of like genuinely live action with the animals, which is fantastic, uh, and then obviously they've sort of CGI'd. Like certainly, I mean, there must be certain shots that are all CGI, uh, but then they've obviously CGI them when they're talking. You know, things like a bit like the Lion King. But I, I'm pretty sure yeah. from watching it, I'm pretty sure from watching it that unlike the Lion King, there is absolutely there are live action dogs throughout, and then they've kind of adjusted them with CG. If that makes sense. Um, they're George and, Lucas. But... Yeah, exactly. And, and and you see, you see, <sighs> there have been films in recent years which have done it extremely badly because they're kind of low budget right you know like they just look yeah they just move their mouths when they're talking and it looks terrible <laughs> um this this is this this is a much much better version of doing that you know like like it's done extremely well the the, the problem with the film and, and i found it fully entertaining anyway the main problem with the film and when i went online like when i went on imdb and looked at some reviews um and and, and to be clear jenny very much picked up on this the problem is they're sort of doing a revisionist history of, of America. It's set in, I think, 1910 or 1909 or something. Yeah. And the, the main couple are a mixed race couple. Uh, they've got a Chinese doctor played by Ken Jeong. Like, they've got so many, like, I, I, I like the aspirational idea of that. <laughs> but, in, but in 1910, like Louisiana or wherever it's set, the concept no, of that happening is completely insane. Like, like it's completely insane. They could have taken the opportunity to just make it make it a contemporary remake. It would have worked just as well. Or you could set it any time on from, let's just say, the seventies onwards, possibly. Yeah. You know, if if you want to do a period film, um, and it could have been the same result. It's like, I'll be honest. I just watched it and enjoyed it overall. <laughs> but you can't help thinking, and again when I went online, when we went online and looked at some reviews, this whole, the PC-ness of it is insane because in many ways it's almost like saying that never happened. Yeah. Like, and and, and, and I, don't, I don't want to assume, I don't want to assume that's what the film is doing. Like I'm, a, I'm assuming the film is just doing it because essentially it's a fantasy, you know? It's, it's, it is somewhat troubling though. It's troubling. It's interesting, isn't it? I think, like, the problem with some of the early Disney films are quite problematic. Oh, look at the... You can't do the Siamese cats. Even though the Siamese cats are a breed of cat, you can't have them singing, I am Siamese, if you please. You can't. I, I, like, I mean, I would like that, but you, you, I just... I know you... There are <laughs> it wouldn't changes. fly these days, would it? Well, even, even... They changed the character of Jock from a boy to a girl, but Ashley Jensen plays it so well. Like, I'm not bothered about things like that. Like, there's going to be no. some changes, right? And they probably, they probably should be. Um, I, I absolutely what I can say... Have you watched it yet? 
No, no, not, not yet. I, it's it's on my it's, list. So here's the thing. I genuinely think it's beautiful, but you never seen with the date in the restaurant, you know, outside the restaurant with the so, spaghetti. I've it's never seen unbelievable. Oh, okay, all right. But it's quite famous with the meatball. Yeah, and yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that is just stunningly good. Stunningly. And, and the fact that the, hope, the, the restaurant owner is uh, F. Murray Abraham and the, like, the chef is uh, played by, I don't know if you know Arturo Castro, but he's this yeah, yeah. Uh, Latino-American comedian. He's absolutely brilliant. It is, it is wonderfully charming. And also, the voice work is superb. Tessa Thompson, Justin Theroux, um, Sam Elliott, like uh, Clancy Brown. Can <laughs> like, you understand Sam like, Elliott? Or does he do his usual... Oh, no, he's extraordinary. He just sounds, he just sounds like Wade Garrett. It's like, like, just, Wade I, Garrett I literally just want a conversation between Sam Elliott and Nick Nolte. In their most growly oh, that'd be roles. amazing. We'll also throw Clancy Brown in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Can you imagine? Like, Grapple. that's the three of them. It, it would literally oh, be like hitting a bass note on a guitar, right? They should do. They should do a podcast called the Gravel Pit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing. Nolte, I love Elliot, that. And Clancy Brown. Welcome to the Gravel Pit. <laughs> like, holy shit! Oh, Sam Elliot. That'd be amazing. Oh, we all sound brown. We, we all sound identical. Absolutely. Welcome to the gravel pit. So on, on the podcast, on, on the subject of podcasts, sorry. I don't want to get but can I, oh, sorry, just, 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 to, just, to, just to round off, sorry, just to round off. I mean, I really recommend it. Just entertainment. I mean, I must, also, dude, you should watch the original. Oh, oh, and on that subject, and I know we're going to yes. jump off this with us. I, you I exactly, watched the Aladdin the first time. Yes, 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 that's what I was getting to. But the amount of flack I got online. <laughs> this, is, this is going to get really bad, right? So, okay, yes, wait for it. Bad. This is going to get really bad because I've seen the stage show. We watched it in right. Broadway when we went to New York earlier oh, this year. Oh, I, I saw it in London and I loved it. Oh, it's right. amazing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? It's so good. I, I, the, yeah, fuck, the, the, the stage show was carpet, amazing. Yeah, the fucking carpet freaked yes. me out because I couldn't work out how they were doing it. That was incredible when it, when it comes to rap, like a lot over the audience and everything. That was insane. Like, I was like, my how the fuck are they doing this? Because there's no practical way that this could work. Yeah, well, I, f- I actually found yeah, out no, how they did it. But anyway, okay. so so I've seen that. I've seen mm. the remake. Yes, I've not seen the original either. You haven't watched it either. No. Are you serious? Yes, Dude, serious. it's fucking amazing. I know. I'll be honest. I know. I'll be honest. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I can't give Jenny enough praise. Jenny made me, basically made me watch it. And I'm so glad we did. It is superb. It is superb. I, I'm genuinely a bit upset with myself. Bearing in mind, there are things that I have not watched. I have, I've never watched Beauty and the Beast. Never seen that. There are a few Disney but, classics yeah. that I have never seen. But then I've seen the remake. <laughs> Oh no, really? Tell, I've never seen the original Lion. I've never seen the original Lion King. I've seen the fucking remake and the stage show oh, as well. Are you serious? Lion yes. King is amazing. I grew up Lion not King. being a Disney fan. Like, yeah, I, mate, kind of I grew up. Age nine, I was watching Evil Dead. Disney was <laughs> not on my radar at that point, right? No, <laughs> if you grow up and you're watching Evil Dead at age nine and Friday the Thirteenth at age ten and Dawn of the Dead at age ten, you know, and <laughs> someone says, "Do you want to sit down and watch an animated film about a guy in a tower and falling in love?" You're like. Literally, does someone's head get ripped off? Because if not, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> then I met you, and I got into martial arts, and it was like, for fuck's yeah. sake, man! You know, this was like, this was never going to happen. So, like, I went for this whole f- sway of my life, never watching a Disney film. Then I had kids. Yes. And in fact, then I had nephews, and my first ever Disney film in the cinema was Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've never seen that one. 
<laughs> me and my girlfriend took um uh girlfriend at the time Naomi, we took my nephew Ben to see it. Mm. It was the first time he'd ever been to the cinema and we took him to see Hunchback and Notch's Up. Yeah, it's quite sweet. And then obviously I got into Pixar and shit like that. But do you know what? It was like that was a first so that would have been when I was so I would have been at uni and I would have wow. been Probably 1995 was probably the first time I went to the cinema to see a Disney film. Oh. Yeah, shocker, right? Um, so, so I totally get this, and this is like I saw you watch it for the first time, and I was like, "Fuck, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna have to re- reveal this at some time." That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty, that so, pretty funny. So, overall, then, what's your take on Disney Plus? I mean. Uh... Okay, so it's quite funny. I, mean, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I, um, I, uh, it was the first time when, when it got announced, it was the first time I was looking forward, like actively excited about having a platform. Like, 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 yeah, Netflix and Amazon I've got, and I'm quite happy, and nothing, I'm genuinely thrilled overall, you know. But there's something about Disney Plus that I was like, I cannot wait for this. Like I, 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 and, like, and look, The Mandalorian, I'll be honest, I, I watched it before we got the platform this side because I thought, yeah, in fact, we had to wait months. We had to wait months for it, which is absurd. And, 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 and episode one by one. Right, exactly. But I think, you know why they're doing that? It's because it means otherwise everyone would just get the one-week trial and then cancel it. That's yeah, obviously totally. why they're doing that. And I completely understand that, by the way. I don't think they're wrong for no, spacing out. And if yeah, I remember correctly, if, if I remember correctly, I think they did that with America as well. I think they did do that. No, they did. They, they released it episode by episode. But my point is, why release it episode to episode in a country where most people that wanted to see it have already watched it? And because there's where... still people who because there's still people who wouldn't have done that. That's yeah, all. true. It's because there are still but people just, who wouldn't have done it. By week, by week when you've already released it in full in America, it just seems a oh, bit shitty. I am I'm completely with you. Like, I mean, I'm completely with you, but I still understand it because <laughs> it is yeah, its yeah. flagship. It's its flagship thing. Also. Um, because I'm wondering if they're going to do that with the Avengers shows that they're going to be doing, just to make sure people don't just again get it for a week. And, It'll be you know, week by week. Week by week, I love. I hate the fact that Netflix and Amazon drop series at the same time. Oh, it drives me it nuts. Kills yeah, it kills the expansion this season. Like, because right. like no one, you couldn't like you couldn't have that conversation with someone about, hey, did you watch this episode of The Expanse? Yeah, oh my god, that was so cool. How about that cliffhanger? It was like, oh, did you watch The Expanse? Yeah, I watched it always. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's, so and that's the end. Yeah, there's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, the wall yeah, of cocoon disappears. Right? So I, I'm yeah, a massive it. fan of week. Love yes. that. Love the Mandalorian week to week. It was fantastic. Yes. Yes, you know I love it. It's brilliant. Just maybe not when everyone else in the world has already seen it. Well, there's that too, right? Doesn't help. Does anyway, help. sorry. Carry on. Yes. Uh, I don't know where we were. <laughs> where were we? Uh, I don't know. I, oh, you were telling me, you were telling me, you were telling me about, um, you're, you're saying, so you're really looking forward to Disney Plus. Uh, yes, absolutely. So that was the point. And when I got it, I, I actually had, uh, unlike most of the people I know, I had some <laughs> issues with uh, getting it to work. But my yep, broadband provider, Hyperoptic, yep, for one, one whole day. But my broadband provider, Hyperoptic, sorted out the next day and everything has been cushy since then. So thank you, Hyperoptic. Hugely recommended. Massively good service. Um, but yeah, there's been a whole thing where um, 
we, we, I mean, Jenny and I sort of sit down now every day pretty much and decide what we watch. The first thing we did watch, I don't know about you, the first thing we watched was actually an episode of the 90s X-Men <laughs> cartoon show, which is uh, still amazing. Nice. It's amazing. Nice. Does yeah. it, is it still so, good? It's excellent still. It takes you right I, back. There's, there's definitely episodes of that I didn't see because I was like at uni or whatever or at college. I, episodes didn't see. So I was, I was definitely thinking about going back and rewatching it all. It's excellent. Hugely worth it. Uh, and also, they even have, um, on the service, they have Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the classic one from the 80s. Nice. Very excited. Very, very excited. Very, very, very excited to continue. <laughs> so, overall, um, you're, you're, you're happy with it? Absolutely. No, I, I, so far, I love it. What about you? Yeah, no, do you know what? I, I, I've, I've, got one, I've got one small gripe. But other than that, I think it's I think it's great, mate. I think there's so much decent content on there, like classic content. And what I really love is it's the first time you can kind of watch Star Wars in 4K. Oh, and right. I didn't even know that. So it's like all the Marvel stuff, all the Star Wars stuff, it's all in 4K. Oh, amazing. You, you can 4K HDR where it was made in that format. So it's like <laughs> you can actually stream it. Not that we can at the moment, for obvious reasons, but no. you can actually stream it in the best way it was ever invented to look at. Amazing. And I, I kind of love that. But not only you, and also, like, I paid up, up in one go for 49 quid. 49 quid yeah. for a year's entertainment. Same. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I've already watched. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> What's that? It sounds like you're making lunch. Oh, I'm feeding the cat. Okay. Um, Sorry. So it, it um, <laughs> completely threw me. So like, ah, <laughs> uh, fuck it. I don't know. Uh, but it's good. It's good. My 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 one gripe, and I get the why of this gripe, but there are two very significant Marvel films that are not on this platform. Uh, well, Deadpool isn't on there for a start. Deadpool for a start. So I'm talking MCU films, but yep, my fair shout. Oh, um, oh, really? There's no Spider-Man films. Really? Homecoming and Far From Home are not on the platform. Maybe they space it out a bit with the uh, Blu-rays and things to make sure. Yeah, have, but, yeah, but Homecoming has been out for ages. That is true. Well, it's been, so, out, to, been out to the point where it has a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing this must be. Now, I'm just going to qualify that, right? But I'm mm -hmm. guessing this must be the rights issue with Sony. Oh, I see. Yes, that's entirely likely. But that's it's entirely weird. Likely. You've got, like, all the Marvel films, but you just don't have... I didn't... I that. wasn't aware that they don't... I mean, I've, I've obviously, I've already got the Blu-rays anyway. Yeah, for, I mean, for, for, for those of us that, that, that stopped kind of buying Blu-rays years ago, <sighs> I just don't have them. And no. I was like, oh, let's sit down and watch that. And I was like, oh, it's not that. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. So that's yeah. that's my one disappointment was like that wasn't there. Also, I think I think there's still a, a massive content difference between us and America. Uh, there probably is. That's, that's probably very likely. And I know we get that with Netflix. And like every so often I leave my VPN on and I end up with um, I end up going into um, uh, like American Netflix. And I'm just like, oh, that's so cool. I didn't know um, that happened. Yeah, they've got so think, much stuff. I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I love, and it is genuinely brilliant, is they put like extras on the on the films as well. So I'm just looking oh, at really? yeah, Return of the Jedi, and they've got two deleted scenes. Right. 
Um, and is it, does that just come up when you select? Does that just come up when you select the film, sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So you select the film, and then it's got suggested extras and details. And under oh. extras, I have like deleted scenes. Sometimes I have documentaries. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea. That's, I have no idea. Cool, right? that's, that's terrific. Yes. So looking at Ant Man and the Wasp, they've got a couple of different documentaries. They've got some deleted scenes. That's great. Like, I had no idea. It's some really cool stuff. So it's like, yeah, how great is that? In fact, they've got shit loads. They've got the, they've got commentary tracks. Really? Yeah. That's Stanley excellent. outtakes on oh, Ant Man wow. and the Wasp. <laughs> so that is cool. Yeah, that is really. I didn't even know that. Yeah. And I think this is going to be like the, the thing where we just kind of go, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Anyway, so I thought for this podcast, we will give you some of our recommendations. Now, we are not going to just sit here and list movies. The rule here is if you recommend a film, you have to give a reason why you're recommending it. Okay, um, but we won't get into huge detail. But we're going to give you kind of five, six, seven-ish of our own personal recommendations of things to watch on this amazing platform. Because Disney have the best back catalogue of films, right? Oh, it's crazy. Like, it's just so good. Um, <clears throat> and even like documentaries like the Nat Geo Titanic 20 years later with James Cameron. Oh, is that there? I didn't brilliant... know that. Yeah, because you've got the whole Nat Geo thing on it as well. Nat Geo's a little bit skinny, I have to say. There's not a massive amount on it. But, you know, there is stuff on it. So there's some really interesting stuff on here. So I thought it'd probably be a really good idea to give some recommendations. So, Ross, what's your first recommendation for Disney? Please. Well, I mean, I know I went into it before, but the X-Men animated show from the 90s. I'm, I'm adding that to my wish list as we speak. It's exceptional. It really is. Like, the first episode ran so quickly. Crazy. And ha- So, five seasons. Yeah, it's um, five seasons. 92 to 97. Correct. As I recall, the last season isn't so good. <laughs> but it's worth watching to you know, complete it all sort of thing. Yes, yeah, yes, you, you get like um, uh, Captain America's in the last season. I think so. Yeah, there's, there's also, I think they ended up doing some crossovers in general. I think there's a Spider Man crossover, if I remember correctly. Nice. It's brilliant. That and that theme tune. Oh. Yes, it's amazing. Like, that's a theme tune not to skip. You know, yeah. like when you thought it's because you can skip the intros on Disney, which I thought was quite cool, quite a good idea. And it's only, it's only like uh, 20 minute episodes, oh, 13 yeah. episodes they, a season. It will go very, very quickly, trust me. Or well, season five only has six episodes. Yeah, I think it's very abbreviated. I think they just knew it was the end kind of thing. Ah, but then season four has 25 episodes. So basically, yeah. ignore what I said, because there's no consistency. Uh, season yeah. three is 19 episodes. So who yeah. the fuck knows? It's brilliant. It really is brilliant. So my first recommendation, um, this is a film I absolutely adored when I was a kid, uh, and um, it was partly because I had a massive crush on Elizabeth Shue, as oh. everyone did in the world. Um, Adventures in Babysitting, man. I love that film. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, no, I love that film. It's a lot of fun. It's, beware, though, there is a, a second Adventures of Babysitting film, a film called Adventures of Babysitting on Disney+. Plus. Go for the older one with Elizabeth Shue. Um, I always remember they, re- they remade it? I, I don't, it doesn't look like a remake as such. I always remember there's two versions of this movie and there's one version where she said, uh, where they go, um, that she gets into a, a subway car and gets into an argument with this gang and they go, they go, don't fall with the hounds of hell. And she goes, don't fall with the babysitter. But there is actually a version of it where she says, they say, don't fuck with the hounds of hell. Oh, right. And she says, don't fuck with the babysitter. That version right. will not be on Disney Plus. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. <laughs> 
They do seem to have some family-friendly aspects. Yes. Go on, Ross. Your next next one up. Okay, the classic Disney film, pretty obviously here, Robin Hood, the original animated Robin Hood. I've not seen it. (laughs) What? I never watched Disney films. Do you you remember the um the the whistling thing? That's a massive thing. I've seen bits of it, right? Like all of these films. Like, of course, I've seen all of Robin Williams' bits from Aladdin. Right. Yeah. I've just never seen the rest of the film. So yeah. Okay. (laughs) I've not. No. So right. I've not seen that. I've not seen beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Like it's genuinely beautiful. I was I was a bit gutted that they don't have Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves on here because there's another film I've not seen all the way through. Mm. Um, oh really? You're, and, wait, you haven't seen Prince of Thieves? That's a Warner Brothers like, film. I know. Um, listen, right? I've seen Prince of Thieves. I've just never watched it from start to finish. You know how I've never watched Psycho from start to finish, but I've seen every frame of Psycho. You should definitely watch Psycho, but not with this. No, but it's like like. I've seen every single piece of Psycho, much of it 20 or 30 times. I've just, so I guess the point where I'm just like, it's that weird thing where you've seen the entire film, but you've just never watched it in order. No, I get that. That's what happens when you're a media student because they fucking kill that film. Yes, that's very true. Although it was an excellent education. Uh, yes, fantastic. Uh, good. So my, my next my next one is Freaky Friday. And I am talking the uh, Lindsay Lohan version, believe it or not. It's very good. I've watched it a long time ago, but I really liked it. Brilliant fun. It's yeah. not, a, it's not, you know, don't get me wrong. It's not an Oscar winning film. It's not like something that's going to live forever as an amazing film. But if you want a Friday after, if you want a Saturday, Sunday afternoon film when you're stuck in lockdown, that is a decent fun film. Absolutely. Oh, Lindsay, where did it all go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Crack, I think is the answer. Yeah. Uh, next up. So uh, a perennial favourite with Jenny uh, and certainly myself, although I only started watching it not that long ago. Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. Uh, it's gr- Star Wars Rebels is great. Yeah. It's very... Have I you watched Clone Wars? No, I haven't. I haven't. Okay, I'm aware of you're it. doing it... Right, there is a slight challenge here in that depending on where you are in Rebels, mm-hmm. it heavily references Clone Wars. Oh, does it? So you actually might want to stop, go okay. back and watch Clone Wars, because Clone Wars, which was my next recommendation, oh. is fucking brilliant. It's better than Rebels, and there's no slight really? on Rebels. Yeah. Really? Star Wars, the Clone Wars, it starts shaking. If you've ever watched the film, it was fucking awful. The first season is a little shaky, but my God, you have never seen a more violent, intense Star Wars anything than that film. Really? That TV series. Mate, people get killed, lightsabered, shot, blown up. There's betrayals. There's questions that it's a question of who you are as a person. Uh, what, What makes a clone? What makes a human? Identity. Like, I'm not joking. It is Freudian. In, it is fucking Shakespearean in places, the Clone Wars. And it's, and it's before and it's before Rebels, is it? Yes. Yeah, so, so it goes Clone Wars. And then there's a point in, in Rebels, and I think it might be about season two, where um, it's, it introduces characters from Clone Wars. And you will lose oh. so much emotional heft <laughs> if you haven't watched Clone Wars. Oh, I see. Interesting. Um, it's, the Clone Wars is brilliant, and it genuinely like there are episodes in in war 
where it's like that. It's like Saving Private Ryan of animated Star Wars films. Wow, that's crazy. Less Tom Hanks. Well, it's yeah. Like, like people wrote it off because of the the crappy movie, and they wrote it right. off because they're like, like they weren't a great fan of um uh Ahsoka at first. Okay. Like Ahsoka is now the mo- one of the most loved characters in the Star Wars universe. So that. much so, she's been cast in season two of The Mandalorian. Oh, no, I heard, I heard. Is so, it Rosario like, Dawson? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, go back and watch it. Okay. And I, <laughs> I, I genuinely, one of the few times I would say stop, watch Clone Wars, then start Rebels, because it does link up quite nicely. But Rebels is brilliant. No, so I, that reason, was my, that, reason I like Rebels more than anything was it very much reminded me of Firefly. Mm-hmm. It, it has, has got, got that a Firefly vibe. sort of sensibility, you know. Yeah, it has got that vibe. Absolutely cool. All right, so that was, I did my recommendation, so back to you. <laughs> I thought I was doing my recommendation. Well, I did, but I kind of then snuck in my Clone Wars one because it was right, the right time, right? <laughs> Seems fair. Um, well... <laughs> I mean, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention specific Marvel movies. Yeah, mention I, I feel like I feel like I feel like it's too obvious, but like I've, I've, I've not done that. I've not done the obvious one, but you can do the obvious one. Well, I mean, I would kind of go back to the beginning with Iron Man, to be honest. Yeah. So on this kind of journey of my daughter, like Marvel, I'm going to leave Iron Man till after I've done Captain America and Thor. Because hmm. Iron Man's a bit more serious. Yeah, it's kind of quite gritty and real and stuff overall. So I can kind of see that. What are you doing? Just rinsing my hands off. The feeding... microphone picks up all of this. I'm sorry. Be feeding uh, the delightfully beautiful cat Pie Wacket. In fact, on Instagram, go to at Pie Wacket Mullen. Uh, okay, most, I will do he's that. The most, he's the most floofy cut of all oh my god you've changed dude you've changed yes i have my, my entire world um, has changed so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a couple of fast recommendations so cool runnings oh i love cool runnings holy shit it's brilliant isn't it uh frank and weenie is just so utterly fucked up it's like one of them you can you can watch the film and you can watch the original animated short so that's like oh, two really brilliant. cool things to watch uh and then three so these are my first lightning recommendations three men and a baby because oh, I love it. it's three men and a baby. Of course. Any other recommendations from you? Oh, I'm sort of drying up, even though there's so much stuff. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I never loved Wreck-It Ralph, and I hated the sequel, but I I, I get why people like it. Really, I really like both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, going down, going down again, I'll give you my last few lightning recommendations yeah. then. So, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because... Yeah. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? That's it's amazing, brilliant. Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns, because it made me cry. Oh, yeah, no, I love that film. It's beautiful. Uh, the Rocketeer, because it's The Rocketeer. Oh, God, I love Rocketeer. God, I forgot to mention The Rocketeer. I love The Rocketeer. It's brilliant. Uh, obviously, you watched X-Men this week, didn't you? I did. Oh, yes, goddamn. I, it's so good, the first film. Oh, yeah. I have one. I have what, a massive one. Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, that's a great show. Mm-hmm. It's a really good film. Heath Ledger and uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Uh, no, uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Rachel, Rachel Sorry, Lee I'm Cook. Thinking was the... Yeah, it was uh, she. Uh, she's all that. 
She's all back. That's I get those two films confused. Oh, they've also got the Muppet movies, by the way. Yes, they have. And I'm going to be controversial here and say, whilst the original Muppet movies are great and the reboot was brilliant, Muppets Most Wanted is fucking awful. Yet I absolutely adore it. Yeah, like it's a lot of fun, but it's not just the fact that you've got Danny Trejo in it is good. But like (laughs) it's not it's not good enough as a film at all. No, but the songs are brilliant. Yeah, I think like the opening Gervais, song we're doing a sequel is brilliant. I think Ricky Gervais put me off quite a bit, unfortunately, and I like him, but I just, it just sort of put. So, me. I we took I think we took Emmy to the cinema to see it, and I, the soundtrack was on loop in my car for about two years, <laughs> and I can still sing a lot of the songs from that. So it is a terrible film. It killed the Muppet franchise dead again. It did, unfortunately. But yeah. It's actually well worth watching. Um. My last couple of lightning recommendations are X Men Two because it's brilliant. It's oh, still one of the one superhero films. Yeah, yeah, um, Because of the soundtrack, not necessarily the film, but also because of the ideas. Even if the film did quite mm-hmm. work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I'm God. pretty much done. I just, I just have to clean things. Are you done? Are you done? Yeah, nothing listeners love listening to more than people washing their hands. Um, and not for the same. Hey, hey, hey! In this, in this, hang on, hang on. In this apocalyptic time, me washing my hands is like not a bad thing, right? That's probably pornography to some people now. Um, Tron Legacy, right? Great soundtrack, great ideas. Films just didn't work. Films terrible, but the 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 soundtrack is incredible. And the way they use the sound and the visuals of the film is mm. it's beautiful. Mm. CGI. I remember, uh, I remember coming out of Tron Legacy. There's that thing where they're sitting on a tra- like on the top of a train talking for about 42 minutes. It just goes <laughs> on for absolute ages. But I remember coming out of there going, the amount of black that was on that cinema screen for two hours, if you were a depressive, it might have sent you over the edge. Like it might have been the sheer <laughs> amount of darkness. I don't yeah. mean like metaphorically. I mean literally darkness. Yeah, it no, was it's like, dark it, film. Yeah, it, you know. But it really has some great ideas, and it really has some oh, great yeah. moments, and it really has mm. the most amazing soundtrack, which works really well outside. My last recommendation, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you are on this film, right? So I, I've left this to the end because this could be a controversial one to finish on, and it's not because I love the film, but. <laughs> It's just, it is kind of a perfect Sunday afternoon, I'm locked down in, like, coronavirus-type movie, and that's National Treasure with Nicolas Cage. Shut up. What are you talking about? I don't hate it, right? It's kind of a good afternoon fun film. It's a film. It's a film. It's definitely a film. It was just just there. Like, it just exists. But it's not terrible. I mean, yeah. Genuinely I think not I pref- terrible. And I, I, I think I'd prefer it. I think I'd prefer it if it was terrible. <laughs> I, think, I, think I, prefer, I think I'd prefer it if I could just go, oh, that's terrible. Just, uh, I, you know. I, I quite like it. So um, that is the podcast for this week. Uh, check out Disney Plus, right? Because it is really good. But but genuinely, if there are two things I would say are must watch on Disney Plus, it would be Clone Wars and X-Men animated TV show. Yes, 100%. Just because it...
just because the X-Men animated TV show is awesome um, and X-Men is awesome. But then if you get bored of all of that and you need something else to watch, go and watch Adventures in Babysitting because it is about as 80s as a film as you can get. Totally. It's awesome. That, that film. And it cameos Thor. Not like Chris Hemsworth Thor, but, no, but Thor, Thor the character. General. Yeah. So, Ross, where can our lovely listeners find out more about you, sir? Uh, on all the social things, uh, you can go to at Ross Boyask. Uh, the company that we do lots of film stuff with is at Evo Films UK for Evolutionary Films, hashtag Evolutionary Films. In fact, also, please go to the Evolutionary Films uh, YouTube channel and subscribe, please. That would be helpful. Uh, and then, and if you do, you're going to screen yeah. a, you're going to do a, a, an online film. Correct. Yes, there's all sorts of interesting things happening because of the uh, the lockdown. So I'm doing that now. Thank you. That's very kind. Uh, yeah. So anyone, please go to the Evolutionary Films YouTube channel and like and subscribe. That'd be great. Uh, and then also at Vengeance Film UK for this action film franchise that I'm the writer director of should be coming out in May or June. But let's see. Given the uh, you know the apocalypse and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of you know who knows, right? Who the hell knows? And you can buy films from your YouTube channel. You can. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, the Evol- Sorry, I'm going to be YouTube. on the spot here. Thank other you. than Vengeance. Yeah. Other than Vengeance, because, you know, because it is. If that, if people had to buy one film, what would you buy? Well, if you're in the mood well, for action. It depends on the mood, doesn't it? It depends on the mood. If you're into, into, into action, you should certainly buy uh, Vengeance and or The Mercenary, uh, which is lots, just looking lots at the huge action movie. But there's so much, it's crazy, actually. For people who like to act with a man or any of uh, Jesse Johnson's action films, they should certainly check that out. Nice. I might, uh, that might be my, that might be my call. And it's £1.99. Oh, really? That's good. £1.99. I've just, I've just had a notification saying you've subscribed to it, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I did it yesterday, to be fair, but uh, obviously I didn't. I was like, I thought I'd already done that. Um. Cool. And then www.philscriptreview.co.uk. Um, you can check us out on Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies, and you can uh, check us out on Twitter, uh, Phil Quick Review. That's no S on that, so Phil Quick Review. And don't forget to follow on Instagram the cat. What's the yes. Instagram's cat? Uh, it's Pie Wacket Mullen. So it's P Y E M. Hang on, no. P Y E. I don't do this as we speak. This is P-Y- fascinating. Radio, let's, let's start. Let's start again. P Y E. Yeah. W. P Y E W A C K. I've got E-T. it. Yeah, Mullen. I'm now. Is it odd that? Is it odd that Jenny's cat has more followers than me? Um, not really, no, because cats are massive cats of Instagram, isn't it? It's yeah, that's true. It is a fluffy cat. Uh, we will be back uh, on our next podcast. We will be catching up on our first review of the year, so our first mini review of the year of all the films we've seen so far. This is going to be a good one to start with, but the next one's going to be pretty fucking dull, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on how the studios release their stuff. Like, it depends if they're going to do a lot of director... Yeah, directed Netflix or platforms or whatever. It really depends. Because I know the Camille Nanjani comedy, um, I can't remember what it's fucking called, but his next film is coming straight to Netflix. That was meant to be a cinema release. Right, right, exactly. I mean, there's literally no alternative if they want to use their slots, you know, or they just just don't release anything. So what are they going to do? Just put everything on a piled-up, hold-back kind of thing? Like, you know, like back back. It's a good thing we're going to have, like, the most awesome, like, fucking 
end of the year. Uh, the Lovebirds, oh, that's coming straight to Netflix. Oh, yes. Yes, The Lovebirds. Yes, I've heard of that. So there you go. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll be back in. Uh, well, we'll be back at some point. Uh, we're, we're keeping up a relatively regular schedule at the moment, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. We will be back. And we'll be talking about the, our favourite films and least favourite films of the year so far. Um, unfortunately, this isn't 2019. If it was, it would be Cats. 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 Still having issues yeah. with that film. Um, finally, final note before we go. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, right? So you can get this on Apple Podcasts, which is obvious because all podcasts are. But our the last episode title was cat had cat buttholes in the title, right? Because right. it was funny, right? It was funny. Yes. I thought I'd put cat's buttholes in the title. The uh, blockbusters on demand, bad movies, and cat's butthole cuts. Mm-hmm. On Apple Podcasts, they've starred out butthole. Apparently, <laughs> that's a rude word. Yeah, it probably is for some people. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.